This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, you know I'm a hypochondriac. A little bit. You know, Jim? A little bit. You huh? know that? You know that about me? Have you ever mentioned it? I, uh, you might be the biggest hypochondriac I know. <sighs> I don't like seeing stuff like this. Doctors pull eight centimeter long live worm from patient's brain during surgery. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. You're not a hypochondriac. No. It still doesn't sound good. Woman underwent brain surgery for some medical uh, complications. Let's let's see what they are because I'm sure I have all the symptoms. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Always. Tess got brain worms. She was having insomnia. She was having fever, night sweats, a dry cough that wouldn't go away. I told you. Yep, yep. Weeks long diarrhea. Oh, there you go. Perma, permaria, they call it. <laughs> yeah, permaria. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you uh, you really want to find that toilet paper where 18 rolls equals 102 rolls, <laughs> you know? It's an endless roll. <laughs> uh, so they did a brain scan, and they found something strange. Neurosurgeon opened her up, found a worm. God, that is a nightmare. Wriggling around in there. Uh, uh, I have a, you know, I've always thought about that. I've heard stories where you go, you know, you walk on a beach at a resort down south somewhere and you step on a rock or something and now mm-hmm. there's some sort of worm, like almost like a ringworm. Like, working you, its way up your you body. And you feel it working its way in your foot at night. You can feel it itching. But your brain actually doesn't feel, it doesn't actually feel pain. Like if you poke somebody's brain, they don't actually feel it. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't even feel it moving around. Oh, so you're, this is a real thing with the beach and the worms that go in your feet? I, I don't mean to add to the pile, Taz. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm probably 90% worms right now. <laughs> <laughs> you cut yourself right. open and there's just worms pretending to be a human? Apologies to my doctor. He's getting a call after the show. Could I get whatever test detects uh, how many worms you got in your body? <laughs> right, and here's the kicker. What do we always say? Why try to be healthy? Yeah. Oh, no. This is how they think the worm got into her brain. The patient resided near a lake inhabited by carpet pythons. Despite no direct snake contact, she would collect native vegetation and greens from around the lake to use in cooking. Oh, no. The hypothesis is she inadvertently consumed the eggs of the worm or ate them directly uh, or indirectly off her hands or kitchen equipment. So it was a salad. But, like... A nature salad. Like, you got to be careful. I I wonder how you would avoid that, maybe steaming it, you know, before you do it so that it would kill any bacteria. warning at the end of this Global News article. People who garden or forage for food should wash their hands after gardening or touching foraged products. Uh, Any food used in salads or cooking should be thoroughly washed. Kitchen surfaces and cutting boards wiped down and cleaned after use. Uh... Unless you want a worm in your brain, then don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> but uh, you never hear about somebody who foraged for a plate of nachos getting brain worms, do you? That's true. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you had a question for me. Yes. Are children's birthday parties getting too elaborate and over the top? You mentioned the other day that you went to a friend's kid's birthday party and it was... Mm-hmm. 
the Barbie was there, and there was like a small Corvette she was in. There was entertainment and yeah. all sorts of stuff. That's different, though. That was our buddy Nolsey, who's just like that all yeah, the time. Yeah. He's he's an elaborate party thrower. But you also had one on Sunday, and there was yeah. how many people there? I think there was close to 20 kids. That's a lot of kids. And the parents stuck around, too. So we had food, and you got to have, if the parents are sticking around, you got to you gotta give them some drinks, too. So we had a bar. <laughs> You sound a little tired from it all. It was we overwhelming. had pizza. Oh, we had, it, it's a, it's yeah, a lot, lawn though. Chairs. It's a lot. It I, I've learned some lessons over the years, you know, uh, throwing birthday parties for my kids. But where is this coming from? Why there, are you asking? There was asking? an article of CBC, and it was uh, a Newfoundland mom saying, enough with the elaborate kids' birthday parties. This is a mom named Heather, and she says it's getting out of control, and she's begging other parents to stop overdoing birthday parties because it's like a a children's birthday arms race she says she's a mother of two and she feels the pressure to keep up with uh, all the other kids parents and the the lengths they go to for their kids birthday parties she can't help uh going overboard to do others she has recently uh done a baby einstein party where she had to spend okay. a lot of money she did a jungle themed party or sorry the baby einstein party had a uh, rainbow colored macarons Four-tiered cake. I think they're called macaroons, but go on. This one only has one O. <laughs> macaroons? Get an editor, CBC. Is there was it, also a... Isn't that the president of France? <laughs> Emmanuel Macarons? <laughs> there was also a candy buffet and people serving hors d'oeuvres on trays. She said she has a jungle wow. themed party the following year for her younger son, which had a homemade jungle banner, grass skirts around the tables, a face painter, bouncy cat. Castle, mask painting station, balloon animals. That's on you. You need to take a step back. Why Why do you feel the need to compete? I, I get it because we've taken our kids to other birthday parties that are much more elaborate and seemingly more expensive than the ones we've thrown for our kids. Yeah. But, like, the kids don't even care. Yes. Here's what it is. It's not even a party for the kids at this point. It's a party yeah. for their parents and their social to make media you followers. F- to make you feel good about yourself. Yes. And even, like, when I was a kid, I had one child, one friend at my birthday party until I was grade six. Like, I'd have one or two friends over, and then at grade six, I was finally allowed to have, like, an actual party, and there'd be five or six kids there then. Mm-hmm. Like, why are these birthday parties so massive? Mama Taz did note on the weekend, she's like, boy, birthday parties for kids sure have changed. Back in my day, all you needed was a couple of games to play in the backyard and a cake with some money in it. She's right. <laughs> That was a thrill. Well, I think I think the, the money cake? cake is now a choking hazard. You're probably not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, money I haven't cake seen one in a while, now. to be honest. It was fun. Maybe put some paper bills in there so it's less likely to choke on a small, tiny penny well, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know the paper bills if they'll make it through the oven. Worth <laughs> sure a will. shot, though. Yeah. Oh, these birthday parties for kids are getting out of hand. My kid went to a party the other day and... Got a $700 bundle of cash in the money cake. (laughs) How can I compete with that? 
But yeah, I guess you got to stop the chain instead of competing. Like, are other parents... Now, here's what I'm thinking, though. Other parents, are they going, I spent all this money on my child's birthday, so when I send my child to your birthday party and he doesn't come back with a treat bag or he doesn't, yeah. or there's no entertainment, do the parents judge other parents? Well, and then there's the... It's kind of like the wedding thing, right? Like, if you're going to a wedding and it's at a fancy place, you may feel obligated to put a little extra cash into the card as a gift. Not me. <laughs> and if you know you're going to a fancy kid's birthday party, you're like, well, I, we better get them, get the kids something really nice. Like, look at all the money the parents are spending on the birthday party. But I would say that's enough. Yeah. You know, we would spend 20, 25 bucks. That's what my mom would give me, 20 bucks to, if I was going to a friend's birthday party. That, Seriously? The, with the budget. All you need is space for the kids to run around, scream and yell, some candy, some sweets, some hot dogs, and you should be good to go. That's all the kids really care about. You don't think 20 kids at a birthday party is a lot, though, even for your own kid? Is that too much? I think it was perfect because my wife planned the party, <laughs> and she did a wonderful job, Jim. Yeah. So, okay, learn. so it was perfect. Okay, It was a perfect yeah, party. Fair enough. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Blake Bortles, retired Jaguars quarterback, has gotten so bored that he has accepted a job as a construction worker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, he's building a house right now, and he's been watching the guys like do the work, the construction mm-hmm. crew building this house, and he said... Can I join the construction crew? Oh, I could see that. You're just cooped up, looking out the window. It looks like they're having fun out there. And he has in the past said that if he wasn't in uh, the NFL, that construction probably would have been the path that he took. Here's a famous Blake Bortles interview from years ago. What would you do if you weren't playing football? If I wasn't playing football, um, working construction, ripping cigs. Sounds like a fun retirement. <laughs> Ripping cigs. <laughs> Working construction, yeah. you know, chain smoking. <laughs> I just say this has nothing to do with the story, but this is also a legendary clip from that same interview. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Um, usually just piss. Okay. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> He talks like most construction workers I know, <laughs> so right. I think he'd fit right, on, fit right in on the site. Bortles, you in that port john Come on. <laughs> get back out here. You ripping cigs in there, or you pissing? <laughs> I could totally see the guy getting bored in retirement, though. I, I heard an interview with an ex-NBA player who was worth $100 million, and they asked like how he felt. He said, I'm miserable. He said, mm-hmm. I hate my life right now. And they said, why? He's like, well, think about all the old guys you know and your grandpa. It's like as soon as they stopped working, they died. He's like, I feel like I'm dead because he stopped working. We have a friend. You and I have a mutual friend who used to play in the NHL. He had a very successful career, and he came up to me one day. He's like, put his arm around me. He's like, Taz, you're so lucky. I said, why? He's like, ah, you get just you got that great job. You get to get up every day, and you know you have a purpose. And he's like, I don't have that. I'm like, yeah, but you've got millions and millions of dollars. You can find a purpose. Yeah. Join a construction crew, dude. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Even casually. <laughs> like Bortles. I love it. <laughs> Building his own house on, a, on his own construction crew. We've posted a question here on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. If you had more money than you need for the rest of your life, you don't have to work, 
but you could choose to do something to pass your time, mm-hmm. what job would you choose? Let us know in the comment section there. Taz and Jim on Facebook. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm surprised you didn't uh, have this on your radar, Jim. What's that? Uh, Mike Tyson, you know he's big into the, the ganja. He's promoting his own strains and edibles. Tyson was promoting over this past weekend uh, 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 weed boxing championship in Thailand. And yes, it's what you would think it is. You fight a marijuana plant? No, you get super high. Oh. And then you get in the boxing ring. <laughs> wow. I wonder, because, you know, some athletes, like there's a few sports where athletes say they play better. NBA is one of them where a lot of guys say they, they play better stoned. But boxing? I don't know. This could be something you can use in your charity boxing match coming up in November. Oh, I've been training this way the whole time, <laughs> so I'm ready. Tyson has said before that he wishes he had used marijuana while he was competing. Like after during recovery for pain or during? Because uh, t- why would you want to slow yourself down? Because it does slow you down. I've tried playing indoor soccer, like a stone before, and it's not it's not good. Is it one of those situations where you think you're hyper-focused, but really you're just like every, the world's moving slow and so are you? Uh, I don't know. It's just you don't because have like that, that, that twitch reaction, big, I feel. That's the big uh, uh, benefit, right? Like it helps you hone in and get in the zone. Well, maybe I was a, had an indica and that was the problem. You needed a sativa. No, I, th- I think like it can like loosen you up a little bit. I just think it slows you down a little. I think beer, on the other hand, I have a rule with beer. One beer speeds you up two beer slows you down mm. that's per game so if you're playing like it doesn't even matter slow pitch you could have one beer in between the game and it'll it'll actually make you faster but two beers will slow you down <laughs> now i'll still have two beers if there's a like long enough gap but that's right. just my rule of thumb okay uh don't know who uh who the big winners were don't know how high they got but uh yeah we should look into the results here apparently thailand a lot of people are heading there uh, from countries that don't have legalized marijuana because they just decriminalized uh, ganja and there's dispensaries all over the place, kind of like this country. Hmm. We, What's wrong with Canada, Mike Tyson? Yeah, yeah. We like to fight and smoke up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so close. The next uh, weed boxing championship could be in Oshawa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're days away from the Labor Day long weekend. We've got a proposal for everybody. I have a feeling the majority of people will be into this, Jim. Mm -hmm. Labor Day, if you're not aware, is an annual holiday, celebrates the achievements of workers. Labor Day has its origins in the labor union movement, specifically the eight-hour day movement, which advocated for eight hours for work, eight hours for recreation, and eight, eight hours for rest. I'd argue about the recreation part of that one. <laughs> you got maybe 45 minutes to yeah, an hour. Exactly. When it's all said and done. <laughs> if, if folding laundry is considered rec- <laughs> recreation, then maybe. Yeah. You're looking after your kids, driving them everywhere. Even the commute to work <laughs> and eating dinner. Yeah. Hey, that was the theory when they sure. came up with the eight-hour workday, right? Um, so Labor Day is a day where we acknowledge and observe those who work very hard. But in every workplace, there's at least one person that uh, 
everyone else is covering for. They're doing the bare minimum. Yeah, I was going to say bring a dog into this, you know? Sure, sure. There's somebody who is... Begging the pooch. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what we'll go with. So why is that person getting Labor Day off? (laughs) They have eight hours of recreation during the workday, basically. I think every workplace, the employee's secret ballot... Hmm get to vote for the person who they feel is the most incompetent, who costs them the most time and productivity during a work week, and they can vote for that person to have to go into work on Labor Day. <laughs> I like it. It's like no, the opposite of an employee of the month. No time and a half. No time and a half? No. Regular pay. <laughs> it's just not a holiday for you if you yeah. don't work hard. I love this idea. I feel like it's like... I don't know if it's an incentive or a reverse incentive or something, but I kind of like it. However, who's there to supervise on Monday to say that they'll do anything at all if nobody else is there? There's going to have to be some video. You know, they'll have to be on video. There'll have to be there will have to be a task that needs to be accomplished by day's end. I think a challenge of sorts. Yeah, yeah. But I like I like this incentive thing. You and I may be putting ourselves at risk here. That's why it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the rest of the staff here at the radio station may be like, okay, congrats, Taz and Jim. Great idea. <laughs> You're, You're both working Monday. <laughs> Labor Day, long weekend just around the corner. We had a, a proposition. We think on Labor Day, everyone in the workplace gets to vote as to who is the least hard worker, <laughs> and that person does not get a holiday. <laughs> Who's the person you're always covering for? You're fixing their mistakes. Mm. They've got a bad attitude. They're always whining and complaining. Now, we did say that uh, we're not going to call out people on the radio by name. However, we did receive a few phone calls from listeners who liked the idea, and they tried. Yeah, so I like the idea. I think that's a great idea. And I have to nominate one guy at my work. His name is Well, we can't nominate That's not fair. Why is, not? Is Ben with you right now? No, he's not with me. What do you guys do? Uh, well, we work at a machine shop. Okay. And what? What is doing? Where is he slacking? What does he not do? Well, he, <laughs> he's the slowest guy here. Doesn't uh, always messes up parts and stuff like that. <laughs> is it? Is he one of these guys? Because you can be slow and you can be kind of dumb. But if you have the right attitude, you can kind of overlook it. It's the guy who's slow, dumb, and then also thinks he's working hard or tells people he's working hard or refuses to take advice. The person who says they're working hard is usually the person that is working the least hard. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> the, the hard workers don't need to say anything. That is true. Okay. Well, to that person, you better step up your game or you're coming in on Labor Day. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, you got another one there? What's this? Hey, guys, I like the idea. I have a guy like that on my crew. He thinks he's working hard. He's slow as poop, stares off into la-la land all the time, <laughs> and he also thinks he's the boss and proceeds to tell everybody what to do. Yeah, that's the guy. He's working yeah. Labor Day. Sorry, bud. You're coming in. Hey, Taz and Jim. Oh, I was just uh, talking about your poor performance ballad there. Yep. Yeah. I used to work at a place, I won't say where, but... We had a staff suggestion box, and it only received one suggestion in the allotted time frame, and the, and the suggestion was fire so-and-so. <laughs> the boss walked in, and he read them all in front of everybody. 
He says, and the person who put the suggestion put their name on it, and he said, "You serious? Yep, fired him on the spot." They fired so and so, or fired the guy who put the suggestion in. Fired the person that was uh, deemed incompetent. Whoa! Wow! But did they already have a reputation? Yeah, like it was kind of you know it was a little bit rocky, but the the suggestion box suggestion was the uh, hey you can't argue with the suggestion box. You got (laughs) to wait wait to let everyone know that. As an employer, you take the suggestion box seriously. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it wasn't anonymous either. It had a name on it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, it's in the box. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah, wasn't kidding. Okay, Dev, we'll get to NFL football in just a second. But first, let's talk about the sprinter that has picked a fight with the entire NBA. Yes. So uh, Noah Lyles is an American sprinter. He recently... Uh, at the track and field world championships in Budapest this past weekend, won the 100 meter and 200 meter gold medals, and is good. the world champion. At the podium, though, he said <laughs> he has a problem with NBA teams calling themselves world champs because they don't play the world. He was saying, "I just lined up against countries from all around the world, and I beat them all. I am the world champion." The you know the Golden State Warriors. The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, everyone, they don't beat the world. They are not world champions. I've heard this before. I've heard it about baseball because it's called the World Series, but they don't play the world. However, the MLB and NBA are both the best leagues in the world. So any of the best players from whatever country are going to the NBA or the MLB. So it is, in essence... A world championship. That's what I would say. So, like, if you're talking about the NFL, best football league in the world. Yeah. If you're talking about the NHL, best hockey league in the world. Uh-huh. The NBA, best basketball league in the world. MLB, best baseball. But when it gets to soccer, like, you never see soccer teams do this because you have the Champions League, you have England, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, and on and on and on, where you can make different arguments. There, To me, there is, there is no there, – certainly there's a team in, like, you know – uh, in Barcelona that could beat uh, the NBA champion on any given day. But, you know, four times out of a seven, I don't think so. Yeah. So I understand what he's saying. And, in fact, uh, Greg Popovich from the San Antonio Spurs in the past has taken umbrage with NBA teams calling themselves world champions. But I just think if you were the best league in the world, you can call yourself world champs. Well, you could argue that this guy hasn't raced every person in the world, so how can he call himself a world champion? <laughs> yeah, with the same logic. How do I you guess, know? Yeah. How do you know there's not another guy out there that could beat you because you haven't raced everybody? He hasn't raced me. Hasn't raced <laughs> Devin Peacock. Beat me. <laughs> we want to give kudos to a Milwaukee bar. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, longtime quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, and they take their football very serious in Milwaukee. Uh, now that Aaron Rodgers is with the New York Jets, there is a bar that is offering to pay your tab every time Aaron Rodgers loses this season. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So you could rack up a giant tab. You can rack up a tab, but you have to be there. There's a couple stipulations. 15 minutes before kickoff. This doesn't include food, which is usually the reverse of the, the <laughs> fine print, right? It's like only on food. No, this is just your booze. Yeah. And you have to be there for the whole game. So 15 minutes before kickoff, open up a tab, be there the entire game. Aaron Rodgers has to be starting, obviously. 
and any games played at the same time that the Packers are on don't count. It's 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 actually a great deal for the consumer because if you were gonna go to the bar anyway, if this is your ritual, you're gonna build a tab anyway, yeah. and you might get, even if he loses three games that season, you get three free tabs. Do they want? Rodgers to win, or do they want Rodgers to lose? They want him to lose. No, I the know. The bar, though. I think they want him to win now. I feel like you kind of want him, because they're going to come in more often yeah, if they have a yeah. chance of getting some free booze. Unless, they, what they want him to do is lose the first one or two games of the season, so everybody thinks they're going to get a free tab, Yeah, and then he goes on a big streak, <laughs> like midway through the season, and to finish strong, and then they, they reap all the benefits. Is it either going to be brilliant for this bar or <laughs> it's going to shut the doors for good? But if you're in Milwaukee this football season and you see that the Jets are on, you may want to go in 15 minutes before kickoff. <laughs> see if you can get yourself a table. Thanks, Deb. The Taz and Jim Podcast. You know what we may have effed up this time? What's that? Switching over to paper straws. Uh-oh. Headline reads, paper straws might be worse for us than plastic. Here we go. Researchers in Europe tested straws from 39 different brands. 90% of paper straws featured forever chemicals. That sounds so lovely. It's, forever, it's like something you'd put on a, on a card. Yeah. <laughs> this Valentine's chemical. Day. <laughs> Get your special someone forever chemicals. Do, 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 Forever chemicals. Just a shadow pouring into a beaker. <laughs> Say I love you with forever chemicals. Uh, they're link- linked to health issues like cancer, though. So not, not a good thing can be toxic to humans and wildlife. Now, um, 18 of 20 paper straws contain low levels of forever chemicals that don't break down in nature. They tested the plastic straws. 75% of those had forever chemicals too. So Mm -hmm. it's almost just as many as the paper straws. And 80% of bamboo straws... Bamboo straws? Bamboo straws had forever chemicals. Glass straws, which seems like a... Recipe for disaster. You don't want to trip while you're sipping on a, yeah, a glass straw. 40% of those had forever chemicals. Does everything just have, like, glass, I, I thought was, like, the cleanest thing to drink out of. Like, we drink out of glass constantly. Yeah, well, uh, I guess the moral of the story is we're screwed. Forever <laughs> chemicals are everywhere. Well, that's funny because you said, I posted a meme yesterday, and it was the meme of the three Spider-Men pointing at each other, and it's kind of along those lines, because it goes, my grandfather full of asbestos, pointing at the other Spider-Man, my father full of lead, pointing at the younger one, me full of microplastics. Yeah. Like, every generation has something that they thought was okay. And it's not. Yeah. So now you can add a fourth Spider-Man into that equation and write forever chemicals. <laughs> yeah, me full of, my grandson full of forever chemicals. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got Monoskin tickets to give away here. Monoskin playing at Scotiabank Arena September 27th. And, you know, their big hit song is called Gossip. So we want you to tell us some hot gossip about yourself. If it is hot enough for our liking, we will give you these tickets. Stephanie is on the line. You're going to go first here, Stephanie. What do you got? Okay, can I change my answer? Yeah, sure. It better be hotter. It's gossip about you, though, right? 
Yeah, it leave is. everyone okay, else's um, names out of it. Okay, so it's gossip about me. Sorry, I just turned my car on, and then it was like, call for tickets, so I didn't know the first part. Okay. But, okay. This better be hot um, goss. Okay, the hot gossip, and I think I'm going to win. One time, uh, this guy messaged me on social media because I put up a video of me farting on TikTok, and he told me that he wanted me to buy farts. And Sell I farts. ended up getting I ended up getting like six hundred dollars out of this guy from sending him fart videos, and I made sure I made sure that my face was out of them. But like, and then I bought like this DJI gimbal video camera that I really wanted to save up for, and like, yeah. So he bought me the video camera. Wow. <laughs> this is uh... now. Did you do something special? Like, how did he know you were just like making sounds? Like, did you blow out a candle or something like that? Or how did he yeah? Know? Like, what's the you fart into a jar and then just screw the cap on or really? He just wanted the video. No, That's like, it. he just wanted he just wanted videos. So I just had like I had like pants on, and I would just like show my like he'd see like the end of my hair, and then I'd like pan it down to my butt, and then he would like be like, "I'm gonna send you an extra twenty bucks. Like, what makes you really farty?" And I was like, "Uh, like I, I don't know, like ice cream." And he's like, "Okay, send me a picture of ice cream, and then send me the fart." Yeah, and I got six hundred dollars out of it. So you ate the ice cream, and then you gave him another fart. Well, I didn't even end up eating the ice cream. I would just lie, but I just like. So yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. You can't, you how can't many, trust it. How many times, if you can't trust people selling their farts on social media, I know. Who, who can you yeah, trust? It's terrible. <laughs> these like, days. And like, I was running out of content, so I would ask my sister in law, and my boyfriend would even do it, and I would give my boyfriend like. 25% of the money. Sure, like sure. He so he put on a pair of your yoga pants and a, a wig yeah. so you'd see the bottom of the hair. <laughs> Literally, I swear Now, was there a part of you that thought, maybe this could be my new side hustle? 600 bucks, that was the easiest 600 bucks I ever made. Maybe I could do this, you know, a few times a week and crush it. Yeah, then I, then I just felt, like, weird, you know? Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, like, I got to yeah. say, Stephanie, for somebody who didn't know what they were calling for, yeah. you sure pulled one out of your butt. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> Because that's some pretty good gossip, and we're going to give you tickets to go mm. see Monoskin, okay? Yay! Congratulations. See, I got 600 and concert tickets. <laughs> that's right. Just, wow. Just we don't need to tuning. encourage this behavior. <laughs> I feel sorry for the people sitting behind you at the concert, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't have any ice cream before the show. Okay, Thank if you. If needs an extra source of income, there's people out there. Yeah. Sure. Takes all types. I'm tempted. To make the world go around. My feet aren't that nice. I'm farting for free right now (laughs) quite a bit. So...